right, y'all, we back with Just Hold On Podcast. It's your boy, that boy, Chad Nan, in the building again, as always. We got a special guest in the building tonight, um, a good friend of mine. We go way back. We got some stories we're going to share, um, interesting ones, to say the least. I know that. Um, but we got my boy, Sam, in the building. If y'all don't know who he is, at Sam, at S-A-M-M. He got that handle, and I've been trying to get that that boy, so we'll, we'll dive into that later. But Sam, what's good, bro? Not much, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man, I'm pumped to have you on, bro. It's uh, like I said, you uh, you've been at the top of my list for a while, and just been kind of working my way through. And I'm, I'm glad you were available to kind of tap in. Yeah, I've never been on a podcast before, so I was like, who better to do it with than that boy? Oh, sure, bro. That makes me feel special, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're just uh, if if you haven't tapped in too much or listened, but basically, it's you know, super low angst, high positivity, good energy, good vibes. You know, as you always bring to the table. So I'm excited to. Uh, deep dive into this world but yo tell the people uh, that may not know who you are uh, a little bit about yourself and maybe maybe start with how we know each other you know um i'm sam like you said spelled with two m's don't forget it uh, <laughs> i'm an artist creative director designer I, I do a little bit of everything i don't like to put a title on it yeah i just like to like focus on like furthering the art and whatever that means and empowering creativity Yep. Um, and then how do I know Dad Boy? I think we met at the G Show, bro. Pretty oh sure. yeah, I was interning at Nike one summer, and G got added to the Lil Wayne Drake tour to yeah. open a couple of shows. And I drove up with some friends, and then I remember I brought G some shoes, I think, and you were on the bus. Yeah, you uh, you were bringing some. I think there was like all white AJ ones for like him and Grady. Yeah. And then sure. I was there. I was like, who the fuck is this cat? I need to be friends with this dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like, because <clears throat> I did G's logo in, like, 2013. And when they, like, when Gabe had hit me up the first time, I had to Google who G's was, which is, like, yeah. always, like, one of the funniest parts of the story. Must be nice. It's been out, but, like, I hadn't really, like, known about it, even going to school. Yeah. Go. So I, like, looked him up and then listened. I was like, oh, shit. And then, yeah, did the logo and then kind of, like, it was crazy over the next like two years things just got so big so fast yeah, and man. i think that's when like two i think i was about yeah two years or a year and a half after we met yeah if people don't know what sam's talking about if you know or if you follow g it's kind of like his iconic uh just it says g easy but it's in like some crazy dope font you probably know the font i'm not exactly sure it's not it's font. it's my handwriting it's oh like for real script, yeah the Even crazy better. thing is he like changed his signature to match it match the logo kind of afterwards which i was like that's the biggest compliment anyone could ever give me is to like change their autograph to match a logo oh yeah so if you got any signed uh, g merch out there everyone listening um it's most likely inspired by sam's amazing iconic uh, g easy logo but uh yeah man like dive more into like what like for the people that may not know you know obviously what you what you do and work and i think that's the most kind of interesting about interesting thing about you is like ever since i've been friends with you you've always had your hand in multiple lines of like professions and like things you're doing. And I never really understood exactly. I connect, if someone's like, yo, what does Sam do? I'd be like, dog, he does everything. Honestly, <laughs> so. that's the best answer because I don't like want to be able, like I said, to be put in a box. I think the main source of my income I would say comes from like being a art director or designer and mm -hmm. doing a lot of stuff in music. But before that, like you mentioned, I like interned at Nike. I did some work with Google when I was in college. Um, I worked at Adidas out of school, did everything from like, um, worked on a James Harden identity logo that's like on all his footwear and created a custom typeface for that. And then 
also created a custom typeface that was used on the NBA All-Star uniforms in 2017. So like yeah. a wide range of things, but then we also do footwear graphics. Um, but then even when I was a full-time designer there, like you're saying, I was still doing music stuff and we'd be like flying to shows to go on tour. Or at one point when I was working at Adidas, I was flying down to LA every weekend to work on a Party Next Door album. It was down there like eight weekends in a row. So it was like I was living in Portland, but I was also like kind of half living in LA, like working on this stuff. My friend Adrian. Um, shout out to Adrian. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Adrian. Shout out to Sturdy. Yep, Sturdy. All, all, all the boys. Henry. Tyler Henry. Yep. Um, ben Woolman. So that was really cool. And so, like, <clears throat> after I did G's logo, I like never really thought about designing and music. But then I was kind of like, oh, like this is cool. And I like hit this art director up on Twitter and sent him a DM and was like, yo, can I like intern at Def Jam? <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> yeah. And like they sent me paperwork. And then a semester yeah. later, I like went and interned at Def Jam. And then I kind of got into music. It was like, I'm not trying to work at a label. Like it wasn't my vibe, but I enjoyed like working with the artists and like working on music stuff. And so I like kept like kind of going after that and started doing that stuff on the side. And I was like, I'd get home designing at Adidas and then start designing like album covers. Or yeah. Or just what? It was funny how you mentioned Party Next Door album. For those that aren't seeing this right now on the Zoom chat, uh, my boy's sitting in front of, uh, looks like six or seven uh, plaques, some gold, some platinum. So I see Kalani, I see Janae Aiko, I see uh, Party Next Door. Dominic Fike. Dominic Fike. We'll get into that story here in a sec. But uh, yeah, man, I think that's, like I said, that's one of the craziest things about you and something that's been inspiring and like, cool to watch um, is to see you kind of, like you said, or like I said, like dabble in so many different lanes and kind of letting it be kind of a, mis- a mysterious uh, aspect about you. People are always like, what? Like, you could pop up at shows, like, I didn't even know you'd be coming to and shit, and, like, I'd be there. You'd be like, what up? I'm like, oh, fuck, it's lit, you know? Yeah, I'd um, just, like, magically appear, pop out at some shows. That's the cool thing, having friends like G or whoever it was, and, like, maybe at festivals in random cities, and I might be there or could get there, and it was like, hit Maddie up and be like, yo, is anybody going to pass? And you'd be like, yeah, pull through. Yeah, and then you'd be yeah. like. <clears throat> Shout out Maddie B. Going? Shout out the whole Team G. Yeah. No, and I think that's been the funniest thing, too, is, like, um, no matter, like, where we go, we always end up, like, finding people that know each other or, like, know us through certain people. And it's mm-hmm. kind of just, like, that that unspoken connection, I think, once you kind of start doing what you love doing the most, I guess, you know? Always yeah. find, find yourself jumping into situations that you're like, yo, like, I wouldn't have been here unless I kind of took a step maybe to, like, a different way than I normally would have took or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's just like about keeping things interesting and like <clears throat> you could be great at one thing your whole life and that's cool. And like I want to be great at a lot of things though. For sure. So it's like, all right, like, you know, you you put out, you create these goals for yourself of like what you want to accomplish and you kind of like check them off. Sometimes you check things off before you even knew it was like a goal. And then you look back and you're like, wow, that was like incredible. And then it's like cool, like, but now I've done that, like what's something new I can do? Because like, you can continue to do the same thing, but it's also just fun sometimes to like switch it up. Totally. Yeah. No, and that's cool too because you know, like I said, dabbling in different lanes. You obviously, whether you were interning at Nike or you know, you had your your deal with Adidas that you were doing for a minute, but you would always have this weird kind of like A and R approach, and like almost be able to predict like when certain artists would pop. Like you would always put me on artists super early, and then I would be like, okay, bro, like I'd like fuck with it, and then like two weeks later, go figure, like pop, and you know, up on Spotify, and like you know, New Music Friday and shit. And obviously the one that sticks out mostly to my head is Dominic Fike, of course. Um, so how did you kind of meet him? 
so I'm in this group chat with like, it's a bunch of like just super dope creatives in the music industry that like we all kind of like knew each other through Twitter or like working on projects together and may not have known each other, but like whatever, through this conglomeration, it started as a fantasy football league. We got in this chat, we call it Finito. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's just a bunch of different people in there. And so one of them is this kid, Reed. And we were friends and he's like, yo, my friend, he's like Dom's creative director and he, he manages him now also. But um, he hit me up and he was like, yo, I'm working with this kid, Dom. And like, you should check out his music. And I remember hearing the project for the first time. And this was the point, like, so they put it up for like two weeks and then took it down because he went to jail. And so like when he was in jail, people started to like, like wonder like about the music and it started to, whatever. And so like Reed had, like sent me the music and was like, yo, check out my friend Dom. I think you'll like it. And I heard it and I just instantly remember being like, let me know however I can help you. Like, yeah, like let me know how I can anything. tap in. Because he'd like worked with music artists before, but hadn't been like super in the industry and like I'd worked across like a couple different like artists at that point and like also new managers or like new different like label people from having like just interned and like all these types of things. So it was like, I kind of like was able to just be like, yeah, like if there's anything you guys need or people you could, I could connect you with, like, let me know how I can sort of help. Um, and then, yeah. So then from there, it was just kind of like me and my friend Foda had the music and we kind of were the only people in New York that had the music at that point in time. And so, like, if you were, like, around one of us, we might play you the, the songs or, like, whatever, and be like, yo, check out this kid, Dom. But, like, you can't listen to the music anywhere, but just, like, I mean, just trust me on this. Remember the name. Remember what it sounds like. And then um, he signed a deal, and the music came out in, like, October. And shit just took off. But, like, I, I remember the first time I heard it, I just was like, this shit is, like, going to change things. And just was like nothing I'd ever heard. And I just, but yeah. I just knew it off rip and was like so ready and willing to like, even like I had a relationship with brands like Levi's and I hit Connie up who does like entertainment marketing there. And I was like, I know this is crazy, but like all the tokens I've earned from bringing you people over the time, like I'm putting them all on the table and like, just trust me on this kid. Like, can we get him some clothes? And she did. And like, but I was just ready to like put everything out because I just was like, I know that like he's the one. Yeah. And um, like, it's... so that's kind of how I got involved. And I don't even have like a real proper like role or I don't, I just do like a little bit of everything. Like yeah. help them out. Like Reed's one of my best friends. So like I work with him on some stuff on the design stuff, but I'll like be in the studio some days and take pictures or be like shows and take pictures. I don't know. Just yeah. Kind of like Jack, Jack like, of all trades, wearing multiple hats. Yeah, and it's just, like, cool to have friends, like, that are creative and you can, like, relate to and have conversations with. And, like, that's how, like, that relationship developed. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just remember hearing it and, like, wanting to tell everybody about him because, like, when you find something like that, you know people yeah. are going to love. Like, it's cool. And, like, music's such, like, a beautiful thing to me and, like, one of my favorite parts about life. And so when I find new things, whether it's Dom or whether it's anything else, like, if I know someone will like it, like, I'd send it to them. Because also, oh. like, you're finding this person who makes like is an artist that's like nobody knows of. And so by texting it to people or sharing it with people, you're being able to like spread like this art that they're making. And like, it takes nothing to send like five seconds to send a text to somebody and be like, yo, check this out. Like, but it's just mm -hmm. a, a normal person or someone in the industry or not. Like you can just like, there's it's free to share. And, like, yeah. so that's like cool. I think that's a beautiful part about like the era that we live in is like, 
the way we can communicate through so many different platforms and just being able yeah, to like put people like on Spotify link or a SoundCloud link or like the YouTube link you yeah. on your Instagram story and I can do the swipe up things. So it's like, yo, watch his video, swipe up. Like, yeah, I need that same thing. So but that. I'm like, I just, I just <laughs> fuck with like, yeah, if I like fuck with something, I'm just like gonna like do what I can to share it. Totally, 100. Even if I'm another person. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it was dope because I remember it was like you were out here in LA, and I think Dom had just moved here. And you hit me. You're like, yo, you should get some weed to this kid. Um, and I was working with Viola directly at the time. And I remember we had these little, in, little influencer boxes we were using with like a pack of joints, a couple eights. I think there was some sauce or some fucking extracts in there. But I remember you like sending it to me and then you'd be like, yo, listen to this music, bring it through. So long story short, I came through, I met Rita, I met Dom and I, I hooked y'all up with some weed. And I remember it just like him putting it on his Instagram. He's like, I fucking made it. People are sending me free weed. Like, and he wasn't even anyone at that point still, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but even like that, like what that's the same thing is like because you like I was like if I can get weed dom for like my friend's weed, like I want to get it from the brand that my friend works for because like totally. what's the point of like having these connections and all these like cool friends that do cool shit if you're not able to like connect the dots between people? Totally. Like, all right, like yo, you're you work for a brand viola and like part of your job is to do this, like and like I have friend that fits exactly what you're looking for. Like, yeah, it helps my friend, but also helps you. Like it's like it totally. helps everybody win. Yeah, no, and it's always, like, putting the right people in the right connections, and, like, I think that's the biggest thing that's kind of helped me, and I'm sure you can attest to this, too, is, like, I didn't get to where I know by what I know. I got to where I know by, like, who I know and, like, just being a good person, and, you know, always, yeah. like, never asking anything in return, always just, like, doing it out of the goodness of your heart and shit like that. So I think that's, like, the best thing that brings genuine people together all the time, so I think that's, you know, how it works Bro, best. We're so blessed to do what we do. Like, I get to wake up every day and, like, draw shit or make shit or like not start directing music videos and i can just like sit in the corner of the room and just like think of the craziest most absurd thing i can think of and then be like what if we did this for a video? Yeah. like i'm what is a bad day like i have to do like a deck all yeah. right like i'm still getting to like just make things at home in basketball shorts and easy slides <laughs> like but <laughs> no i mean that's the that's the beauty thing too i think uh a lot of people are constantly, you know, trying to get to that point in their life where they wake up and they just, you know, do what they do every day, but it's considered working. And it's like the cliche saying, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. But it's so true. You know, it's like if you're waking up happy and stoked on what's actually popping in your life, then that's yeah. going to that's going to feed down the line to the people that you encounter and the people that you are interacting with forever. So I mean, I have a great role model in my dad. Like he's been, he was a pilot in the air force for 20 years and then he's done commercial for like 15 or I don't know, almost, whatever. He's about to retire. He's getting, he's getting old now. <laughs> like there's never a single day in my life that I ever heard him complain that he had to go fly. Like he like loved it. And so I was like, dude, oh. like, even though I didn't really recognize what I was seeing, the fact that like, I'd never heard, I'd only like see my dad smile when he talked about work. And it's just like, I want to find something that like, I can feel the same way about. Totally. No, and I mean, it just goes hand in hand with being truly happy is like not getting the biggest bags ever, but like maybe getting those small bags along the way, you know, and just acquiring that little like nugget of knowledge that's going to help you progress there's, as a person. There's like this, this rapper, Scoop Banks from Florida. Shout out Scoop Banks. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows who he is. I love him so much. One of my Word. favorite like rappers that nobody mm -hmm. knows about. Needed a mixtape cover on like Christmas Day two years ago selfishly as a fan i wanted the music out so i was like dude i'll do a cover for you i'll go, yeah. go get a big bag from these labels for like whatever artist but like for this kid i was like 
I just wanted the music to come out. And so I was like, I got you on a cover. Did him a yeah. cover on Christmas Day so I could get the EP. Merry yeah. Christmas to me. Like, <laughs> like that's what's like, I don't think that, that's beautiful. Like it's like you're saying like money is cool. And like, obviously I want to get paid for what I do. Like I work hard yeah. at it, but also sometimes it's fun to just like do stuff like that for fun. Like I genuinely just like enjoy this kid's music. And so like he's, he's waiting to put music out for a cover. So I'm like, I'll give you a cover so you can put the music out. And they're never going to forget that moment too, especially as an artist coming up. It's like, yo, this was the cat that, you know, really went out of his way for me on a day when you're typically just posted up with your family chilling so it's yeah. like by you going out of your way he's never for, gonna forget that you know no matter like if he pops or he doesn't or you, you know, whatever happens he's yeah. just gonna be thankful and grateful for that moment so you you helping that is like the best you know it's just fun man like i love this shit like, what else am i gonna do oh yeah bro and that's that, that brings... if i'm not making things yeah no and i 100 percent agree with that that's why when it got down to A, he's pouring up the Henny right now for everyone not watching. He's Henny got the Henny. Lemonade. The lemonade. Lemonade. Hennyade. Oh, I like to call joint. it liquid sunshine. <laughs> Look, just like your hair, bro. My boy's rocking the strawberries the, and cream. The shaggy. Looking like a strawberry blonde with the uh, the the big old beard. Touch of pink too. Oof. Oof. Yeah, you killing it, bro. Well, shit, man. Um, Tell me about, like, go back a little bit in your life. Um, has this kind of always been your, like, passion? Like, did you go to school for this? Because I know you went to school in San Francisco. Yeah, so um, I, like, transferred schools in high school to play sports. I was one of those kids. You were a but baseball player, right? Charter school, yeah. A charter school to, like, a, a normal, like, public high school. So, like, from 150 kids to 3,200 kids. But in this big public high school, you know, they have so many more, like, electives and things that I, like, never had the opportunity to do and like I was always creative and was like drawing logos in like fifth grade me and my friends tried to start a brand called Eakin which was Nike backwards and we thought it was like amazing mm-hmm. um name kind of like brilliant I went as far to call a screen printer but like kind of like crazy looking back on that but um whatever I transferred to school and then I signed up for a drawing class because I was like I'd never had an art class before but I obviously like enjoyed drawing and all those things and but what I didn't realize is I signed up for a did there was like two drawing classes. There was digital drawing and then there was like traditional drawing. Yeah. I got put in the digital one, which was basically teaching you Photoshop, Illustrator, and um InDesign. And I remember the first day I was like, holy shit, what is this? You're like, I just opened up like, a can of worms. Yeah, like big damn fuck the game up at this point. Yeah. Four months later, five months later, I don't even know if the semester ended yet. I'd started a clothing line. Yeah. Didn't even tell my parents. I just had saved money up from like umpiring baseball and like started a clothing line. Sold yeah. something to like the church I was going to. Like, I, bro, I, was, I don't know. I just like self started. I was like, this is it. And yeah. then when I was 16, this kid out to school with his mom worked at like this speaker company, Rockford Fosgate, which was like basically. Yeah, I know. I know Rockford Fosgate. It's a huge brand, bro. Yeah. I the sub, I so, have the subs in my car. <laughs> exactly. So. She saw like these paintings I was doing on Facebook at the time. And like they hit me up and they're like, yo, do you want to like design some stuff for us? I'm 16, mind you. I'm just learning these programs. And I remember like, I think this was after like, so I was learning it. And then my sister, my older like half sister, Sarah, was like a minor in design in college or graphic, whatever, had taken some classes or something. So she knew she knew how to use Illustrator. And I was trying to like use the pin tool one day when she was like visiting us. And she's like, oh, if you, like, hold down the option key, you can, like, change what, like, move the handles, whatever. And it's fully, like, it was the one thing I was missing to, like, go crazy. 
mm-hmm. and it like fully unlocked it. And so then like fast forward to the Rockford Fosgate thing, they hit me up to like want to design some stuff. Yeah. I do all this stuff for them. And then I was like, and then I sent them the files as like vector files. And they're like, <laughs> dude, we were expecting sketches. Right now. And I was like, ah, like you wanted, like you asked for like these, I knew what they were going to be used for. So I'm like, I had to give you the right file type. And they're just yeah. like, I remember being there, like could only do a $600 project because I was 16 at the time. And like, that was the maximum amount of work they could make a 16 year old do because of like child labor laws and shit. Whoa. we thought of this whole bigger thing and then they're like oh you're only 16 and i was like yeah and so they had to cut it back but hey, we're like, still trying to get that money though to get my first freelance project at 16 was like crazy like that's, and then that's i just kind start, of like right? yeah and i just fucking took off any chance i could get like i didn't party in high school didn't drink didn't do anything i just would like get home and i would just go into my room and i would just get into illustrator like Fire. every day after school every weekend like that was like my fun I get home from baseball practice, go straight into Illustrator, and just like, yeah. So, so, so basically, so basically, what you're saying is shout out to whatever high school counselor fucking ended up putting you in digital yeah. il- uh, illustrating shout out class. To Mr. And Fox. <laughs> digital, <laughs> he, digital drawing for teaching me the sauce. Maybe when shout you get out Sarah so, for opening my mind with pen tool and it's fucking over for everybody. <laughs> Little did they know. Now I'm ten years in. Wait, you're only 26 now, bro. I'm 27, 11 years. Damn, bro. I forgot how young you are, too, man. Am I young? I've been feeling old. Bro, but, like, think about when, like, we became friends probably 10 years ago. So, wait, were you even? No, like. It wasn't 10 years. It was five years ago. Time just seems like it's fucking insane right now. So, yeah, it must have been. Yeah, bro, I'm 32 now, dog. I mean, you crossed over the threshold. Yeah, I'm I'm over the downhill. Nah, but, bro, to be honest, I think at the rate you're going, and the, the the level of work you're putting out and like the, the things you're doing by the time you're my age dog it's gonna be the best because like hitting 30 was the greatest thing for me bro like for the people out there that are listening to this that are scared to get older just as long as you're doing dope shit and you're like happy like we're talking about right now like 30 is gonna be lit 30 is gonna be the best fucking years of your life bro like you got all the all the time in the world so actually the stock market keeps yeah you, you've been I investing or what right now. Yeah. yeah dude when it crashed, I just dumped money in. Oh. I've been thinking about it, and I was like, what better time than when it's at, like, the lowest ever to, like, do whatever. And then you know, I just invested in things that I, like, be using daily and make my work better. And I was like, well, yeah. everyone's about to work from home now, so let's see how this goes. And, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to flip right now. The world's I've looked back be... on this in five years and see where I'm at, but, like, I'm up 30% right now, so I really can't complain. Yeah, bro. Just keep going. Keep moving. Um, I have touch no, no idea what I'm doing is the best part, though. So, like, it could all just fall apart. But yeah. <laughs> uh, another another uh, tip is uh, just shoot your fucking shot, you know, see what happens. Um, no, one of my mottos in life that has helped me get to where I am that kind of goes to the shoot your shot thing is the answers automatically no if you don't ask the question. Fuck yeah. Facts. So, there's no harm in asking the question. What's the first they're going to say? No. Cool. If you didn't ask, it was going to be a no, anyways. Yeah, just like at least mouth. you have the knowledge of knowing. Yeah, it's like it's just like closed mouths don't get fed. It's like you got to take that fucking opportunity because you're never gonna know what happened. That's also the same thing when it comes to deciding two things. You know, you're mm-hmm. like, hey, I could take this or I could take this. Either way, I'm not gonna know what have would have happened. You know, the other way. So it's like, right. might as well pick one. You know, it's gonna gonna go that way anyway. So whatever you do, you just gotta like run into it full steam ahead and not look back. Thousand percent, bro. Thousand percent. 
Um, but yeah, bro, touching on like, I, I know that you've, you've traveled a lot and that's one thing I've noticed too, is like you, you always bounce around. I know that you got that fucking, that pilot plug life, you know, a not blessing anymore. I lost it when I turned 24. Ah, well you had it, you had it, you had it for I a fair it. share. Yeah, yeah. So I was 24. That's why I could like be everywhere. Cause it just didn't cost anything to fly. So it gave me opportunities to like work on projects with people. Cause they're like, if you can get out here, you can like art direct a campaign with Shaq. And I'd be like, and I was in college. Cool. And I was like, I'll be in Atlanta tomorrow. And he's like, cool, you can sleep on the floor. This is guy Perfect. Brian. So I interned at this, this company, Monster Audio in college. And I even I interned for them, but I interned for Brian, who's doing like, uh, like entertainment marketing and stuff uh, with like Marshawn Lynch and Meek Mill, like helping activate these new products they did like through just different figures. But so like I would work with him and he just was like, you can like art direct these photo shoots, whatever, like a huge opportunity at the time. I was like, didn't even care about money. I just was like, yeah, I'll like get my flight out there. He's like, you can crash on the floor of my hotel room or whatever. And I'll cover your meals. And it just was like, cool. So then Makes I was in sense. school getting to do like art directed a project for Meek Mill, um, Shaq, Ronaldo, like the biggest, some of the biggest Marshawn Lynch, the biggest athletes in the world. And I was getting to do it in college because I just was like, I was hustling and I was like miss class or I like, but I was like, whatever. Yeah. Like sleeping in airports overnight because like that was the last flight I could make the connection. Like, but I didn't care because I was just hungry to like try new things and take chance and like of these opportunities I was getting. And I was like, if I have the opportunity, I'm not going to let it slip. Has this been the longest time you've been without going on a flight in a long yes. time with everything so, going on? Going into like quarantine. The last flight I took was March 11th back from LA. Before that, I'd flown 51 out of the last 52 months. Yeah. So that's over four years, right? Yeah. It's now been over two months since I've been on a plane, and this is the longest I've been in one place in over five years. Yeah. It's, it's like I haven't insane. spent two months anywhere, like probably since high school. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Where... like, I'm going like the work from home thing for me is fine because like I work from home every day. Yeah. I got my but office, the... I'm locked the fuck in. It's the, not being able to like move freely like yeah. i'll get bored of location i need inspiration i want to like switch it up or i need to go take a meeting it's like all right cool like let me just bounce there real quick and so even once i like lost my flight benefits i just like it was like that's one thing that's important to me and like helping me to stay creative is like just the moving around yeah you gotta experience different sceneries to you know be inspired yeah. you know? i like people are super inspiring to me and i really love to like observe people and that's like when you're traveling, there's so many opportunities to observe from like the actual aspect of traveling itself to also like the new locations you're in. And then even with these new locations at different neighborhoods, like things that you're not ex like exposed to on a daily basis. Or that's like the weirdest thing for me now is like, I haven't even been to Manhattan in two months, but ever <laughs> since I got back, like I haven't left Brooklyn. You're at Brooklyn? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So it's like, it's just so weird to be so contained in one thing. And like, it's also like that's why it's so mind blowing to me that some people like never traveled, and I'm just like, how like, how there's you not? so much out there. Totally. Like even to just like go to a different state. Like I've never even been to Connecticut. It's close, but I'm like, all right, once I can like the world opens back up a little bit, I'm gonna go drive down the East Coast and like hit the states I've never been to. Yeah, bro, run it. What's the uh, what's the first location you're about to to bounce out to after all this is uh, I'm to go to lifted? Paris, um, yeah, I was supposed to be in Paris I was right to be now, in bro. Paris right now. Bro, I was in New York for two weeks for Fashion Week. Yeah, but 
Yeah, we were board. supposed to be out there for my girl's birthday, and we were going to hop around for a while, and then shit got canceled. It was so whack. Yeah, Paris would probably be number one. Yeah. Or an island somewhere. Pop out there. Go pop out to Bermuda real quick. Hey, you need to come out here to the West Coast once everything opens, bro. I know. It's just the but, flying uh, aspect that I'm not, like, sold on. Yeah. It's going to be a while until everything's, you know, somewhat normal again. And if I came out there, I'm like, I'd want to come out for, like, a month or something. Like, a, like a legitimate amount of time, not just... And you're like, I'm not trying to just like pop out for like three days like I'd normally be doing. Yeah. When like the airport is like the sketchiest part of that's like the most people I would have been around in like ages. Yeah. Wow, man. Are you living dull out there in Brooklyn? Yeah. Best cool. decision I ever made. <laughs> Your own space, bro. That's where you get the creative uh, drive is being able to not be interfered by anyone else, right? <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I, to be touching on, you know, the whole COVID situation, has that really like, fucked up the bags at all for you or like are you still like being able to like work to your full capacity you feel like or it's definitely fucked up the bags for sure yeah um but in some other ways it's also like opened up like other lanes like i did my friend adam and i did the animated video for little got it and little baby last year yeah Um, and when this all went down, I remember I like posted my Instagram story one day. I was like, yo, like nobody can go outside who needs animated videos. Like hit me. And so mm-hmm. like now we're working on two animated videos. And like, I just gotten back. Like, I really just started directing the last year, both like real stuff and animated. But like, so it's been fun. It's like, yeah, it's, it's been hard because you lose some money, but it's also been cool because there's new opportunities have arrived or like new ways of working have arrived as well. Like, even though yeah, I did, like, FaceTime photo shoots, so I'm working on a book with my friend Lumia documenting, like, what her quarantine is like. And it, it's in a weird way, it's like kind of like a self-portrait because she can see herself, and she's a photographer and a model, but which is nice because then she also understands, like, lighting and knows how to, like, light herself the right way so that we can then, comp- like, whatever. Get but the shot just, right. Yeah, but it's kind of like this really interesting way of shifting the process where, like, I always love to take photos of, like, things that I'm doing or, like, life like in a more like documentary style, but have never been like, let me do a photo shoot with a model or anything like that. And so this is kind of like, even like there's no life to shoot anymore. So it's kind of flipped the script a little bit on even like the subject matter to shoot. And so then like having a collaborator to do it with mm-hmm. and do it throughout quarantine. And like when she was staying at her house by herself and then when she like ended up moving into like a house, the house with her family uptown and like all the different scenes and the emotions you go through. So it's been like a cool way to like, kind of reinvent my process a little bit because like now you can no longer like collaboration means something completely new because it's not like you're collaborating over the internet because of like distance like we're both in the same city but now we're forced to like create through the same tools that everybody else has like even like a facetime photo shoot like it's not that most like innovative concept so many people are doing it but it's about like the lens with with which you're like doing it through and like what like for me it's like what story are we trying to tell which is yeah. why it's like it's not just like some like it's not some just like typical i'm not just going to like, like take this. some photos and then like keep moving on it's like yeah we shoot multiple times a week and there's like a, a rhythm to it and we'll have clothes sent from like different brands or like stuff she's wearing or things that have been like just very like authentic to the moment because i want to be able to like look back on it at the end and us to be able to be like wow like I don't think there will ever be a time like this again, right? Hopefully. So being able to God willing. to create this piece of art that you're able to like look back on and be able to like bring 
these memories through and as a way of like documenting it is like I realized I was like oh it's just documenting something but in a different premise than I'm used to whereas before like these moments that we're experiencing is like outside with groups of people or just with groups of people in general that now you're still sharing experiences but it's just done a different way because now it's all virtual it's all about documentation anyway it's like so many people get caught up in the like the day-to-day of trying to just create just to create, you know, it's almost about just documenting what you're doing along that process of finding your creation. I've tried to stop to create just to create, to like fill time. That's why I like, I've kind of like spun that time into like, I manage this artist, Alex now spelled ALX. Um, But so now that time I used to, when I would just create to create with no purpose or no reason or like, just to like, whatever, like, I kind of like have stopped doing that to like allow my creativity to like be safe for the things that I'm really passionate about. And then instead mm-hmm. using that time to like spin towards helping him develop as an artist. And like, even like I've never managed anybody before I've worked with a bunch of managers that I look up to and trust and feel like I've learned things along the way, but I'm also just excited to like try something new, but even like being able to come at like management from the approach of like my only focus, I mean, obviously business, but like is, it's about developing him as an artist and helping him develop creatively. And like, that's the most important thing. And so by being able to like, yeah, I'm the manager, but I'm also the creative director. Everything is like, there's just this fluidity to everything. It allows it to just be like a conversation from artist to artist. And like, that's, this is how we're going to make it cool. That's what we're going to make. This is what we're going to do. Then I can go to like the business mode and like line it up and get everything set up. So that we're able to like give the best platform for the the art that we can. So it's been, it's been really cool. That's huge, man. I mean, obviously, managing an artist is like something that's a step up from everything you've kind of been doing because it's always been work for yourself, essentially. You know, like at the I end have of the day, dude, I can't even like manage myself fully. Shout out, Brett. Yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> you're helping me like do things that I'm just like whatever, which is what's mm-hmm. funny about being a manager. But it's also different when it's not managing yourself versus like somebody else. And like it goes back to what I said earlier about being able to just like help. Um like creatives thrive and find a way. And like, that means different things. So in some ways that means I work with them as a designer. In this case, it means I'm working with him as a creative, but also like helping manage him and his career, but like being able to do it in a way that allows us to like focus on creative. Yeah, and, it, and it's almost like, even though you're playing a manager in a creative role, it's like, it's almost more of a safer place to be instead of just like someone who just plays manager and looks out for those things. It's like, you can make sure that everything kind of crosses paths in the right direction, I guess, you know? And it's even like, okay, so then from like the idea of like, okay, so what brands are we going to work with? Cool. And it's not just like, obviously like, yes, we want to get paid. And like, as a manager, you don't get paid unless you like commission, th- like you're paid off commission. But it's mm-hmm. also like, don't like, it's like, we don't need to take things just to take things. Like yeah. what is going to like help create the most impact for you as an artist and help position yeah. you in the way that you want to be. That's going to create like, Alex is a career artist. Like a kid's a superstar. It's not like, we're not, I'm not trying to just get a viral hit. I don't think he's like got a viral hit in him and that's it. It's like, let's think long game. Let's think big term. Like, yes, we're here. We just put out our first EP this week, but like, I'm thinking like arena level, like what is that journey? Like, how are we going to develop to get you from here to where we're selling out arenas? The roadmap. Yeah. You gotta get the roadmap, right. And you gotta know what that, that end goal is to make sure those, those strides are being taken in the right direction for sure. Yeah. Uh, It's It's like a journey. I'm learning new things every day. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm like lucky to have like been surrounded by like a bunch of like incredible managers along the way that I have now is like, 
just like the big homies there. I'm like, yo, like, I just like, just want to double check something to make sure I'm like my, my, like thinking yeah. is in my face real quick. And they're like super helpful to like, to help guide me, which has been like a blessing. And I don't think I would have been able like felt comfortable to jump into it without having people like that in my life. Yeah. It's all about that network you keep around, man. You know, it's like, you got to keep those people that are constantly inspiring you. And then obviously just having your back, like whenever you need them, it's almost like, you know, you and I, we can go, you know, six months without talking and tap back in. And it's like, Oh, like, yeah, we, we already know, we already hours. know what it is. Yeah. We already yeah. know what it is. So I love that about that, you know, that energy you bring to the table. My, my biggest question right now is what are we smoking over there? What's in the, what's in the, uh, the wood? We're smoking on some, what is this? <laughs> it's that New York pack. You never know. No, it's, it. no. Uh... <laughs> This is jet fuel mixed with yuzu. Okay. Exotic shit. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't even get into the weed talk because that we can go all day with that one. But uh yeah, just now me and me and the homies are working on something. Okay. All right. The first little first little plug there. Um what's your uh what's your biggest focus, you know, kind of getting through this year, like like what's your biggest goal right now besides, you know, managing and things like that? Like what's, what's the, the big grab at the end of the year? Just He's to thinking. have grown. I think yeah. I don't have like, I don't have a goal where I'm like, I want to like, I mean, I, I got three years to make the Forbes list. So like, that's not my like this year goal. Like I got to like crush it like 2021. Yeah. You know, right for the 2022 mm-hmm. at 29 vibes. Um, but I don't know. It's just to like, I just want to grow as a creative grow as like mm-hmm. a person grows as a manager. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it's good, man. That's what I strive for. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily see like the, you can like set goals that are like achievable things. But I think when you think bigger than that, I think when you think bigger than that, it allows you to like hit those things you didn't even know you were trying to hit. No, for sure. hundred percent. Even, like, I remember growing up and, like, being in, like, NCAA football and, like, coming, like, creating a university just, just so I could create the uniforms, right? And so oh. then to, like, become an adult and be able to, like, <laughs> design an NBA all-star uniform and, like, LeBron James is in it and Kevin Durant's in it. Shit's fire. Or, like, design college basketball uniforms and see, like, Lonzo Ball play in it or, like, historic schools like Indiana. Like, you're just like, whoa. Like, I remember when I did this on video games, I didn't know that I would be able to, like, or McDonald's All-American uniforms. I, I was say, yeah, game. didn't you do the McDonald's ones? Yes. Those jerseys are so fire. Honestly, the best McDonald's All-American uniforms of all time. Yeah, so fire. Just saying. Um, Just to the same. point where, like, when the, the development team came back from the factory, they're like, yeah, that's, like, $70 worth of, like, reflective material used on it. They're like, and this is, like, they weren't the for sale versions. It's just for player versions. But they're like, yeah, $70. And then we saw the pictures of them. and we're going to run it. And I was like, you know, guys, like you see the vision. Yes. Yes. Y'all, so, y'all fuck with that like vision. Watching, even I got to work on a custom pattern for the uh, U S army, all American football game. And I remember like being a kid watching, like growing up being like, I want to be in the McDonald's all American game one day, or I want to be in the U uh, S army all American game. And then like, okay, I, I never got to be in it, but I got to design the uniforms and these kids like Zion Williamson wore some shit. I did that's far Ray young did too so it's like i didn't like actually do it 
I didn't play in it, but like it's still hard. It's even better. Yeah. No, like everybody like, that played in it was in what I did. Yeah. You had a you had a piece you had a piece in every uh, I everyone's everything. Game. Yep. I love that, bro. Well shit, man. I mean, I don't want to keep you too long. I know we can go all night. Um I just wanted to say, man, I appreciate you fucking tapping in. Of course. Saying what's good. Um, let the people know where they can find you one more time, you know, Instagram, Twitter, anything. I haven't seen you on wait, are you on Twitter anymore? I'd just be like retweeting some things I find interesting. Yeah, I never see you guys. I'm not like a big I don't I'm on Twitter, but I don't really like tweet my thoughts that much. But follow me on Instagram at Sam S A M M. Mm -hmm. First name gang. First name gang. Yeah, I need to bro, we need to figure out a way for we need to figure. Go stream Alex's EP, The Fantasy, out now everywhere. He's yep. smash record crash. Well, uh, we'll plug it in the bio so everyone can know where to go in the description. Um, yeah, dude, thank you for having me. Like I said, this was fun to kind of like talk my shit. Yeah, and that's the one thing I've like always said, loved, A lot bro. of people don't really know. They like see my work, but I don't like. Yeah, you don't be out in the wild like this too often. If you like have met me, you know me, but like otherwise it's kind of like behind the scenes. Yeah, you're very mysterious. But you're also just a fucking breath. <laughs> no i just like to like lock in and make shit that's like what brings me joy of course man brings brings you good people too so but yeah man i appreciate you um we need to tap in together once you uh feel comfortable to fly out west again and make some things happen i'm sure we'll, i'll be seeing more of you uh, out there on the internet too yes sir all right man Proud of you, dog. yeah you too man i'll touch base with you soon man late late too late Yeah.